Welcome to episode number 16. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast, and I am your host, Gail M. Davis. Being an interior designer is more than creating beautiful spaces. It's about articulating a vision and more importantly, being a valuable resource to clients. Join me as I gather insights from fellow architects, people of the trade, interior designers, and most importantly, the clients who value us. Well, it's been a minute. Had some technical issues because I spilled water on the Wi-Fi box. Like it just was a mess. So we have been without Wi-Fi in the house for like two weeks. Crazy with this whole stay at home. Um, so I haven't really thought about or I hadn't been able to post the way I, you know, have an episode up. But crazy, so much has happened. So this design perspectives episode is going to be a lot different because I want to talk about what's going on in the world today and design perspective as far as racism in America. Now, this is something completely different. Just rock and roll with me because we are all living in this very pivotal moment in this country. Um, It started with Amy Cooper in New York threatening this... African-American man that she was going to call the police and let them know that an African-American male was attacking her, you know, bothering her, harassing her or attacking her as word, she said, while she's busy choking out her dog. Um, It was super interesting because when I first saw it pop up on my feed, I didn't have volume up. So I only saw this woman's dog dangling and like fighting for air. And I was like, why is she so crazy? And whoever is doing this, why are they not helping? And then when I turned on the volume and then I come into her saying, don't tape me, don't video me or whatever. And then she's like, I'm going to call the police and say an African-American male. And I was just like, Oh my God, I have to tell you collectively across the country, every person of color, their, their chest got tight because we are, we know what she meant. And now white America got to see what privilege looks like and what people of color go through on a daily basis. Then we follow it up with George Floyd being murdered in front of our eyes and watching his partners, his three other comrades, assist. Now, what they didn't, you know, and and here's something also interesting. White America is asking, well, what happened before that? What provoked this? What did he do? Even if he did something, that still did not warrant what happened. So thank God for all of the shop owners in the area who actually did pull up the footage to show. And if you didn't see, 
he got out, he complied. They handcuffed him. They put him in the back of the car. And as they're doing it, that cop who killed him was beating the living crap out of him. And he was getting beat up from the other side because they had both back doors open. So those cops were beating him on one side. And then the Asian dude is just standing there blocking and like, you know, not blocking, but watching and then looking around. So this is every day for them, right? Then that cop who murdered him went around to the other side, pulled him out. And that's when we saw him face down screaming. He can't, he couldn't breathe. And then I had to stop listening after he said, mama, because for me, I'm pretty sure he saw his mom and he was transitioning out of this earth from off this earth. You've got to be some hateful motherfucker to do that to somebody. That's someone's child. That's someone's father. That's someone's brother. That's someone's fiance. The scene still messes me up. But what was so horrible has now allowed America to see what black folks, people of color go through every single day in this country. It was super eye-opening. And it forced the dialogue to happen. It busted it wide open. I know um, I got a lot of calls, a lot of DMs, a lot of emails, a lot of my white friends checking in to see how I'm doing, to ask how they can help, to ask what they can do. And so just a lot to take in. So I, for the next two more podcasts, I'm going to have a discussion on race in America and just talk about just different things. And I just may ramble, but I'm sure you will get what I'm saying. So to white people, I want to say, what you have never realized is that as a person of color, whenever we come in contact with you, if, whether it's for a job or for walking the street or we meet you, we have from the womb, from infancy, have had to know how to make you feel comfortable around us. We have been groomed to make sure that we don't do any fast movements, that we watch what we say, and we always have to water down how we deal with you. For those times that we do decide to be ourselves and just be who we are, 
and shoot straight from the hip and have conversations with you and just tell you exactly, no, Mary, that's not happening. Okay, Amy, stop it. Karen, don't do that. We have been, as a people of color, deemed aggressive, confrontational. We have a chip on our shoulder. And we never smile and we're always angry. What you don't realize is that we don't get downtime the way you do. And it's, and when, when I say that, I mean, we are always on. As soon as we get up, we get out in the world, the mask is on. You already know the jerky racism that you will encounter. It's different every day. Um, some days you're prepared for it and you can see it coming. And in other days you are just so blindsided. <laughs> like, it's not like, you know, it's there. But then when it happens, you're just like, wow, I just never heard of it that way. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what it is. I mean, I've been at jobs where I've been written up because of my attitude. Um, called aggressive, combative. I've literally had even in the past couple of months with a former coworker who's moved on and I am no longer with the company. Um, myself and another black woman was sitting with her and she made a comment that was dismissive and condescending. And so both myself and this other woman called her out on it. And we were like, do you know how offensive that sounds? Do you do you hear yourself? Like, how can you just say that and then think it's okay? And instead of dealing with it, she got up. She goes, I'm not sitting here. I can't handle this aggression. I don't deal with aggressive people. I Like, you're making me uncomfortable. And she literally ran away. And I just, later on when I spoke to her, I was like, you need to understand those are trigger words when you speak to people of color. And especially black women. But she, of course, she didn't want to hear it. But I'm pretty sure she's hearing it now um, with all that is going on. I, my hope, my hope for this is that people will really wake up. And here's the deal. If you're in my life and you are a white person, you no longer have the luxury to stick your head in the sand around me. You no longer have the luxury to say you don't, you didn't know. You no longer have the luxury to sweep it under the rug and you definitely no longer have the luxury to dismiss it and just act like it's not there. There will be dialogue. There will be conversations. And I'm an open book. I've told my white friends who have reached out and who's been who have been texting and you know who I speak to regularly on a regular basis. I have gone out to dinner. I have 
even lucky me, have been invited into their homes, just like they've been invited to mine. Um, yeah, they know. I. You can ask me anything, and I will answer without judgment because I want this dialogue not only to continue, but I want to move this into the 21st century. I really want racism to be so taboo that when people do it or when they try to assert their privilege, they are checked on it. They are checked immediately by everyone. And I really believe like this is not for the next couple of days or weeks. I really feel like, listen, let's, let's call 2020 what it is. It's been a shit show (laughs) from just everything from the pandemic to the crazy death toll that has taken place in what we are like, we're America. This is amazing. Right. To the death toll being like third world. How disgusting to a president that just, and I just can't believe I said that word to the man child, to the child child that's sitting in that office, so blatantly disrespectful, not just to people of color, but just across the board. I mean, and here's privilege. Here's privilege. America, y'all got twisted when President Obama had on a tan suit. Like you wanted to impeach him over a tan suit. Understand that this man, this ch- this man, boy, child, man, is do has done everything that should have had him out of office in ninety days. Hell, in the first year, and here we are fighting like crazy to make sure he doesn't get a second term. And and his followers are always, yes, I said followers are already saying third, like giving him a third term. America, wake up. Get your ish together. If you're going to hold the standard so high for when a black man was president, instead of letting this just go down to the ground and have absolutely like no level for like he he's like y'all had the standards so high and we already knew that going in but for him the standard is i mean if it's up to my toe my baby toe that's a lot he does whatever he wants and everyone allows the cronies around him the dude is still making money with his business he is his family this talk about nepotism this is what we are talking about america This is what we're talking about when we say privilege. Like you can't, you can't hold one race responsible and then go to the others. "Mm, That's okay. And just keep sweeping it under, under the rug or just like, like not even you're just like blatant with it. Like, yep, no, we're not going to do that. We can't impeach him. Nope, nope, nope. You have everything. 
possible to take this man out and be like, out in handcuffs. And yet and still, y'all stand there. This man who has probably never even touched a Bible. Peaceful protesters in front of the White House and has people armed to shoot them, tear gas, cans, like everything, just throwing at them just so he can go out and stand with the Bible. And you could tell the man has never touched the Bible because he's not even holding the Bible right. He, I don't even think he knows what it is, really. Someone, a reporter said, is that your Bible? He said, it's a Bible. Anyone that knows church folk and my Southern folk, y'all know what I'm saying. Anybody that goes to church, you, you don't say it's a Bible. Like the Bible is the book. And there's so much in that Bible that he doesn't, like, he, what was it? Was it the, the, the first, first, second Corinthians? I forgot how he worded it. I was like, dude, you don't read the Bible. You just said it all wrong. He's like, Corinthians, the second Corinthian. And I was like, what? Or whatever he, however he said it. But to, I say all this to say, oh, now that you know, we are watching. Now that you know, you are accountable. Now that you know, there's no way on God's green earth we are going back. We have come this far and we are going to go farther. And we will not stop. It is important. It is super important to understand that this is unacceptable. And do not say you are not privileged. You are. And do not say you are not like that. You are. And do not say, well, you know I don't think that way. You do. Because if you have to say that to me, you're racist. I was so grateful today. I had a conversation with a white friend of mine. And she's like, I... I can no longer say, oh, yeah, I'm not racist. She was like, because I'm really looking at my privilege and I'm disgusted by it and I am so sorry. If you are feeling uncomfortable, welcome to being black in America because we always are uncomfortable. So when you see us together and you're like, oh, y'all are always sitting together, oh, Y'all are always in a club together. Oh, you're, you're doing stuff together because it's the only place that we can gather amongst each other and be ourselves without making sure that we are not offending Miss Mary. So, like I said, you got two more episodes of me talking about this and then we'll get back to business as usual. But I believe in you. I believe in you. Please don't let me down. Please don't let your children down. They are watching you. Show your children 
what love looks like. Show your children that you can do better and teach them. Thank you so much, my loves. Enjoy your day. Hey there, I need your help. If you love the show, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes if you are an Android or Windows user. Your feedback helps me to create shows that will provide lots of value. And in the meantime, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Gail Davis Design. Thanks so much, beautiful people.